say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the D&D Fitness Radio Podcast, brought to you by your hosts, Don Saladino from New York City and Derek Hansen from Vancouver, Canada. That's awesome. Oh, so Derek, I'm introducing you to Taylor right now with One Farm and um, very highly educated, as I explained, on CBD and I've been working with them a bit right now. I love the product because it's um, it's uh, one of the few fully organic products. So I think w- the reason why I wanted to bring Taylor on today was to first do like a CBD 101 because I think there's so much misconception on what CBD is, what it does, you know, immediately like, you know, I was telling someone that we're, we're doing this podcast and they're like, oh, am I going to get high if I listen to it? I'm like, yeah, but it's not. It's like people are so off, off, off kilter when um, I think you were the one that passed that joke. <laughs> no, I, go, I go for runs around the park and there's people smoking weed at the park and I'm like, and I'm taking it in as I'm running. I'm like, no, 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 this is not good. So yes, yes. Well, especially when you're, when you're, when you're running, but Taylor, thanks for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, I'm excited to uh, to be on this uh, on this call with you guys. Super pumped. So I I, I think what I want to start out with here is 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 the you know um, the the simplified version of what is CBD. Like what is you know there's been a craze I feel like for at least a decade right now. But what is CBD um, supposed to do? What are what are people saying it's doing? What is it doing? Like are you following? Because I know there's there's specific claims that we can't make because research is, isn't completely conclusive yet, but what is CBD? Can you talk us through that? Yeah. And so b- before I get into this, I just want to make a little disclaimer that uh, throughout this call, you know, any, anything that I'm discussing, um, you know, I, I don't intend it to be portrayed as medical advice or making claims. I'm, I'm not a, a doctor, a physician, I'm not a healthcare professional. Sure. Uh, uh, I'm just somebody who's been in the space for quite a while and uh, I have quite a bit of experience uh, in academia uh, on the research side of things as well. Sure. So I'm uh, really just sharing my my collective experience and knowledge. Absolutely. We will, we will make sure to include that in. Um, uh, Dr. Derek, do not do not cut that out. <laughs> no, that's right part of it. So um, with that being said, CBD, so CBD uh, cannabidiol, 
is a, uh, a compound that is produced uh, naturally in the cannabis plant. Um, you know, it, within cannabis, marijuana, you know, colloquial, collo more colloquial known, colloquially known as uh, hemp on the CBD side specifically, um, you know, these compounds are produced naturally within this plant. Um, traditionally, most people are familiar with and have been for decades more familiar with THC, of course, um, and, uh, you know, this other compound, CBD, which is typically viewed as the more, you know, therapeutic uh, of the two compounds, uh, has been ignored um, and even uh, not even uh, people aren't, haven't even been aware of this compound uh, for, for a long time. And so, um, but it's been present in the plant, uh, you know, just as long as THC has. And so CBD is, uh, you know, CBD is uh, something that, uh, you know, when you take it, it is not, it doesn't give you the same experience as THC does. Uh, not, not even, it's a, it's the complete opposite experience. THC, you know, people, everybody knows about THC, right? Uh, THC gives you that high, it gives you the munchies, you know, it makes you go to sleep, uh, it makes you want to go to sleep. I mean, all this type of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, CBD uh, doesn't really do any of that stuff. Um, CBD is something that uh, you take it and you don't really feel feel, uh, you don't really feel much physically. Uh, and and every, every individual's experience varies, of course, based on their own genetics, their own, uh, you know, their what whatever their own uh, motivations are for taking it, I suppose. Um, you know, most people when they take CBD, they're taking it for three, really three main indications. Uh, one is to treat pain, so for pain relief. Uh, one is for uh, anxiety relief. And the other is for uh, as a sleep aid. Mm. And within those three indications, depending on the individual, depending on the severity of what, you know, their symptoms, um, they will have a you know, a range of success, I suppose, with CBD. Um, you know, CBD is not meant to be a, you know, it, it's kind of become in vogue in, in, in the media of late. And, um, you know, I think it's easily misconstrued sometimes as this miracle, this miracle drug, this miracle compound, this miracle plant, which in some cases can be true. Um, you know, in specific instances, but generally speaking, CBD is, is really meant to act as something that you just incorporate into your daily routine, into your daily, daily life. Um, and it just, it, you know, it, it's meant, meant to just improve your quality of life in, in, in whatever, in, in certain ways. Right. And, and what's interesting about it is you, you, you said people typically take CBD for three reasons, right. sleep, anxiety, and to treat pain. But now it seems like, and, and I know the research is still, um, it, 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 it's, it's not, what am I trying to say? It's not conclusive yet, right? It, it's, um, but people are starting to take this as more of a um, maintenance 
recovery, uh, kind of a wellness protocol now. Um, I've been I've been playing around with um, I've been playing around with it for you know a couple of months now. I mean I've, I've used it in the past. There was a patch that I used in the past that I thought worked really well. Started using a cream by One Farm, which has turmeric in it, which I actually love. Um, and it's something we're just on sore muscles in general. I'm rubbing that into. But I'm also noticing now that there's specific powders that um, that are out. Like there's this mushroom um, CBD powder that, you know, I would always take mushroom, I would take a four sigmatic mushroom, and now I'm finding it with CBD in it. And I'm using that as almost like my wake up protocol. It's part of this whole wellness package that I try and get myself on it. And I am noticing, I'm starting to notice a difference. Like I'm out at the point now where I'm like, oh my God, this is 100% life changing, but I just started this protocol. So now I'm starting to feel like yeah, you know what? Body's feeling a little bit more recovered every day. And, and right. things are starting to go on with my skin that I'm noticing that I'm happy about. You know, I'm 43 now. So, you know, you're starting to notice specific things, but I'm starting to notice that you can use this as part of a wellness package. This doesn't have to be something that you take because we are trying to find um, some help. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's a great point. Um, you know, I, I think the broadest application for CBD is it, it is for something exactly like your what you just described in that you know uh, it, it's in, in the uh, the pain relief application in particular uh, it's very effective in mitigating uh, inflammation um, as well as treating uh, things like neuropathic pain or nerve 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 pain um, and so uh, you know, for somebody who works out all the time or plays sports every day or, you know, just does a lot of heavy, strenuous physical um, activity on a daily basis, uh, you know, things things like a, top, a CBD topical or taking a tincture or incorporating something like the mushroom powder uh, can be very, uh, very beneficial for that individual uh, in the long term. Um, and, you know, it, 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 what's nice about it is it's not, you don't have to necessarily worry about um, any long-term, any long-term uh, negative effects. You know, you don't have to worry about, like in the example of Tylenol, acetaminophen, you don't have to worry about, oh, do I, you know, acetaminophen, I think you can only take, you know, a thousand milligrams of that safely a day, something like that. Um, you know, these, these are concerns that you, um, you know, you don't ha really have to be um, worried about with CBD. And so there's a lot of um, freedom to uh, kind of uh, experiment, I guess, with uh, what works for you, uh, ultimately. Derek, anything? Yeah, um, because, uh, I'm going to lighten things up a little bit here, but because uh, Don and I have been talking about vinyl records, I thought the best one to bring up right now when we're talking THC and CBD <laughs> is Run DMC. <laughs> so that's my promo for vinyl of the week, Don, Run DMC. I don't have I any TLC. I didn't never listen. Yeah, never listened to TLC. Sorry. Um, no, I like TLC. There we, there we, there we go. <laughs> but my question is around like uh, just general efficacy of different products. Like I'm in Vancouver, British Columbia. Okay. So there's a lot of different things coming out startups. And I know people who are getting involved in it. And 
I hear different things around like, oh, this really works. And, and then you hear from somebody else's, I tried it, didn't make any difference. So are, is there differences and maybe there's research around it between like, you know, the efficacy of one type of product or a, a something that you rub on versus something you take orally or um, what can we learn about that? And, and, and is it dosage dependent? Um, because I, I hear a lot of variability in, on, on results. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I, I think it's, uh, you know, it should be, uh, should be noted that, you know, th this, this issue at large is obviously extremely complex um, and, and would require much, much uh, more amount of time than we've got on this call here today. But uh, to answer your question, generally speaking, yes, not all, not all products are created equally, not all CBD, uh, specifically CBD products are uh, created equally. Uh, not all CBD products. If you compare one tincture that's a thousand milligrams to another tincture that's a thousand milligrams, those two products aren't even created equally potentially. Um, and that that kind of uh, you know broaches the topic a little bit of uh, of this concept of um, you know what type of CBD are you actually ingesting? Um, you know it, within within the space there are really three terms that uh, get thrown around quite a bit, um, talking about what type of CBD is in, in, in whatever product you're looking at. And that is something like full spectrum, a full spectrum product, uh, and then there's broad spectrum, and then there's uh, isolate. And, what does that mean? And so uh, with the full spectrum products, you've got CBD with THC, with some small amounts of uh, some THC in there as well as other cannabinoids uh, because uh, you know and, and again stop me if 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 this is getting a little too deep for 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 this context but no this is great yeah yeah so um, you know within the cannabis plant it's not just THC and CBD that that we're that we're interested in there are uh, dozens of other cannabinoids uh, that are relevant to from a therapeutic perspective that are present uh, in various cannabis products. And so, um, you know, what, what we, you know, when I say we, I say we in the industry, we in academia, you know, we, you know, uh, what, what we find is that a product that contains more cannabinoids, uh, not just one specifically, not just THC and nothing else, or not just CBD and nothing else, uh, but a product that contains an entire suite of cannabinoids tends to be the most effective from a therapeutic perspective. Um, and so that's what a full spectrum product is considered. Uh, now, if we step to something like broad spectrum, broad spectrum is typically a product that contains mainly CBD, um, specifically has the THC removed out of it. And so there's tr below detectable levels. I don't want to say I never, I, I'm, I'm always hesitant to say that there's zero, you know, absolutely zero THC in a broad spectrum product, because that's just not true, even though people will try to convince you otherwise. Um, but it has been re removed to, uh, to the point where it's irrelevant to the discussion. Uh, but there are still trace amounts of other cannabinoids in a broad spectrum product. And so that is, you know, relevant for people who are still interested in 
CBD interested in what CBD can do for, for that individual, but also need to be concerned about uh, THC. Maybe they have a job where they get drug tested or uh, maybe they are just afraid of THC or, or whatever, whatever their individual reasons may be um, that they would be looking to avoid THC specifically. That's something uh, that uh, maybe is more relevant for that individual. Um, and then stepping down again is now CBD isolate, which that is just pure CBD. Um, CBD uh, by on its own will crystallize uh, and form a crystalline structure. And so um, it can be isolated out of a crude oil extract of cannabis, of, of hemp extract uh, to get just pure CBD. Um, and that is, of course, um, you know, on the tier of efficacy, so to speak, that would, you know, and again, this is from what the research suggests, is the least effective from a therapeutic perspective than broad spectrum. And then broad spectrum sits in between isolate and full spectrum as far as therapeutic value. Yeah. And, and, and uh, I mean, that's, that's a good explanation and it can get very complicated, obviously. So for the consumer, like, is there any regulation yet around this so that if I go and purchase a product, like it's very, very clear what I'm getting in, in terms of the packaging and the descriptions and all that, what can I expect? So that's, that's yes, there, that, uh, to answer your question, there is no official regulation uh, dictating what is, is, is listed on the label outside of your typical, I mean, most people tend to follow general FDA labeling guidelines for their products. However, uh, that's not even a guarantee, uh, because this industry is so unregulated still, um, you know, you'll find, I mean, you find, you come across some ridiculous stuff on, on labels. Uh, and so, you know, that's, that's one of the main, uh, I guess, issues or concerns that consumers should have uh, as they enter into the CBD space is, uh, you know, questions they should be asking uh, whoever they're buying their products from are things like, what type of CBD is in your products? Do you have testing, uh, you know, potency testing, full panel testing to include things like pesticides, heavy metals, uh, residual solvents, this sort of stuff. Uh, do you have that information for the products I'm about to purchase? Um, you know, stuff like that, just, just, to, just to establish some sort of legitimacy, I, I, I suppose. Um, and, you know, uh, uh, ethical brands will provide that information. And so, uh, you know, I, I don't mean to necessarily scare anybody by saying that the industry is so unregulated. Um, you know, most most brands, most, uh, you know, brands that you can trust will provide this information freely and publicly on their website, or if you reach out to them, they will provide.
about it. It almost reminds me of the supplement company, though. I mean, there's, um, it is a little bit of the Wild West. And what I would always, you know, tell people when looking at specific brands is, you know, you want to start looking for specific verifications, right? Like organic verifications, non-GMO, NSF certified, informed choice. Like there's certain things in the, in the supplement um, in, um, industry that when we're buying things like whey protein, you know, I mean, do we really, it always cracks me up when I hear, you know, a trainer referring a specific product and they're like, oh, wow, this is great. And I'm like, well, how do you know? Like, I, how do I know? I, I, I know there's specific products that I re recommend because I've actually been to factories and I've worked with companies where I've seen the vice president of, of, a, of a company flying down to South America to check out the farm where he's getting his organic coffee berry for in their, you know, in their energy and focus product, right? So when you start surrounding yourself with companies and you see a specific direction, I, I don't mess around. Like I'll, I'll turn around and I'll only hold on to those companies because there's been some, you know, nightmarish stories of pre-workouts being sold with, with trace and finding traces of crystal meth in it, whether it was a decade ago or not, it happened. Or, you know, when they, uh, when they put that movie out called, was it bigger, faster, stronger? And, and the guy shooting the documentary, um, forgot his name. I, I know his name, but I forgot it actually put out a supplement where they used baking soda and flour. And he was like, this is how, this is this industry that we're, that we're working in. But out of the CBD market, there are very few organic products. And it's like, okay, organic doesn't always mean that, you know, the product does what it says it does. Like when someone buys an organic cookie, I'm like, a cookie's still a cookie, right? Like you could still buy an organic product and it can still put weight on you. But when you look at a company that's going after that organic verification and they have to, they have to follow specific guidelines for them to be able to achieve that. And there are costs that are expensive that really shows me that that company is one smarter. They're willing to, you know, cut down on their margins to prove to people, Hey, we're doing all we can in this market right now. Why are there so few companies, CBD companies out there that are organic products? You know, that, that's a good question, Don. And I, I, that's actually a question I think about quite a lot. Um, and I don't really have a, a solid answer for you. I, you know, the, I, first off, every, everything you said, absolutely correct. Um, you know, organic, the USDA organic stamp doesn't guarantee uh, that the products that you, you, the product you're getting with that stamp on it is going to be any better or worse than any other product, but it does represent a, a philosophy, so to speak of, you know, from that company, from that brand that says, you know, hey, we are concerned about uh, things that maybe other most other people aren't concerned about, uh, because what's involved in getting that organic stamp, um, you know, a, as you said, it, it is quite an involved process. It involves an annual certification and an annual inspection by the certifying bodies. Um, you know, it involves, um, you know, uh, only being able to use specific ingredients, only sourcing those ingredients from specific sources. Um, you know, it, it, it's a whole chain of, of uh, processes and protocols and um, I don't want to call it regulations, maybe that's not the best word, but regulations um, in order to maintain that, that organic stamp. And so, uh, you, you know, again, as you said, th there are very few brands doing it, um, it within this space specifically. 
I, I, the best answer I can give you is because it, they don't want to do the work. They don't want to spend the money. Um, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure it's a similar answer for outside of CBD and in general produce, for example, why, why don't most, um, you know, agricultural providers, uh, go through the trouble to get an organic, you know, organic vegetables, organic fruits, et cetera. Um, I'm sure the answers are very similar. Yeah, we had a, uh, this is a little, uh, uh, a tangent here, but we, we were interviewing um, a, a DEA agent who's a friend of mine last week, and that was very interesting. And he was going over like schedule one versus schedule two drugs. And I know uh, you don't want to necessarily have an association with something like a, a marijuana product, but I had heard that there's uh, some problems with research because marijuana is a schedule one. Um, they can't research it as, as readily as they want to because of some of the restrictions around that. Have you found that with some of the research that you can't get the research you want because of some of these restrictions? Yeah, I could actually speak to that uh, pretty well. Um, I, uh, for years, uh, I was working in a, uh, a drug addiction lab, preclinical drug addiction lab, and we had DEA schedule one, two, and three licenses. And so we had access to pretty much any drug you could imagine. Um, cannabis, it, even within Schedule One drugs, cannabis was extremely difficult to come by. Um, you know, we worked with uh, we worked with various opiates, uh, namely heroin. We worked with cocaine. We worked with all kinds of drugs, and we could get those no problem. Uh, cannabis was very difficult to come by, uh, specifically because of how the it's uh the uh, supply chain is set up supply chain is set up for sourcing the cannabis um within uh research if you have a schedule one license as a lab as a research lab uh and you're looking to source cannabis um you can only source it from a couple of labs government sanctioned labs around the country um, there's one in Mississippi, I believe, oddly enough, uh, or maybe it was Louisiana. I forget where it is. Um, but basically, there's only a, there's only a couple government-sanctioned labs around the country that are legally allowed, federally uh, legally allowed, to grow cannabis, and they supply the cannabis for the entire country within the legally schedule one regulated, you know, academia research space. Um, and as kind of an aside, um, it, it's actually kind of funny, the quality uh, of the cannabis that they grow relative to what's available in recreational markets now around the country, Colorado, California is so bad <laughs> that, uh, that people don't. So that's another reason people don't even want to use it because it's not representative of, uh, cannabis that exists out on the marketplace today. Um, so yeah, it's, it's actually extremely difficult to, to source. And that's, uh, that leads to, uh, difficulty doing research on cannabis directly. Um, and so what ends up happening within the space is you end up working with synthetic cannabinoids, you know, cannabinoids that are created in the lab, uh, research, other research compounds, research chemicals, uh, that are meant to mimic the activity of THC or CBD or another cannabinoid, for example. And that is usually how people do the research on cannabis 
esque you know the cannabis realm is they they go that route of just getting a synthetic compound that was made in some compounding lab and they can get that no problem i i was having a conversation with a few different um surgeons out of a very well-known hospital in new york and um you know the conversation was interesting because you know, in a way they sounded a lot like how you started off the conversation. They're like, well, legally I can't say this, but this is what we have been, we, this is what we have been finding. This is the feedback we've been getting. This is why I like it. Um, and you're hearing this from a lot of different surgeons and orthopedists, especially many orthopedists that will just turn around that I'm friendly with that can't make a recommendation, but they're like, you know, off the record, try CBD cream, you know, like there, you have all these doctors, every one of them are, I find are recommending it yet. We still don't, I feel like we still don't have anything concrete to be able to say, here's research. I mean, why is it taking so long for this stuff to get regulated? Why is it taking so long for people to put a a doctor to put a paper out stating, listen, this is what we found. I've seen so many areas in fitness where there have been well-known strength coaches where 10 years later, they're saying things that are completely different or nutritionists that are saying like, listen, back in the eighties, saturated fat was suddenly, it was, it was terrible. Don't go near saturated fat. And then, you know, in the last decade, you know, nutritionists now are are recommending coconut oil and MCT oil. Well, back in the eighties, no one would have been having that, but now they're saying something completely different. It's like, they're not getting criticized for that. People aren't getting, you know, ridiculed for making advice, for giving advice 20, 30 years ago that, they're finding out now is a little bit different. Why are we tiptoeing so much around this? Especially with something that's CBD is not going to kill you. Like, have we had any, like, this is not like, we're, we're not trying to regulate cocaine here or heroin. Like we are, we are, I've never heard anyone who's taken, um, and I'm not, listen, I'm not a THC guy. I've just, I've never, I've just never been into it. Like a couple cocktails here and there, fine. CBD I'm getting into, but I, I've never actually heard of anyone getting into a bar fight or a car accident or, you know, being so impaired from being one on C- CBD or even being on THC. So why is it, if it's, if it's, if it's not going to kill you, why aren't we able to put out research on it? Right. Um, well, so that, that, that's the thing is, there more and more research is is coming out, uh, especially over the past five years or so. Cannabis is one of the most, uh, or th- research surrounding cannabis, whether it's behavioral research, whether it's pharmacokinetic research, whether it's uh, you know mechanistic research, um, you know it's it's one of the most heavily researched uh, topics at the moment. Uh, if you look at uh, number of published articles uh, over time. So, you know, that that sentiment, while historically has been very true, is actually beginning to change uh, uh, as of recent years. Um, and to answer the other part of your question, uh, as far as why it, the, on the legality of it and why, you know, nothing, no, no progress has been made, Again, I can't really speak to definitively why that's the case. My personal thoughts on that matter are uh, simply because there is so much interest uh, on the opposite end of it. And so what I mean by that is big pharma, of course. Um, You know, I think personally, I think big pharma, without trying to get too political here, I think big pharma is very afraid of what cannabis can do. 
and what what that translates to is I think they're very afraid of how that will affect their profit margins effectively. Yeah, but why, 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 why not just jump on the bandwagon? Why doesn't big pharma, once the research comes out and it is conclusive that it's, this is, this, right. this is a good thing. Why can't they just start producing it and selling it like they do everything else? So, uh, be, so th th there's, there's a few different facets to that, to that question. Um, and a few different levels of, of an answer, I guess, as well. Um, mainly the, from a most generally, uh, Far, the pharmaceutical industry, they operate on, uh, you know, these, these drugs that they, that they produce, they are pure compounds. You know, when you get ibuprofen, that is pure ibuprofen. When you get, you know, acetaminophen, that is pure acetaminophen. Um, cannabis is the exact antithesis of a pure compound. There are hundreds and hundreds of chemicals, compounds uh, with, contained within the cannabis plant. And so uh, simply the pharmaceutical industry cannot patent. Um, you know, Big Pharma is all about IP and, and, and patenting their drugs and patenting uh, that technology, so to speak. Uh, that is not possible with cannabis. It, it, is, it, is, it is known as what's, what's known as a dirty drug in that there is... You know, yes, there's THC and CBD. Those are the compounds of interest, but there are hundreds of other compounds contained within the cannabis plant that um, you could never, from a pharmaceutical perspective, uh, and most of those compounds we don't even know about. We can't even really categorize them. Um, uh, you, can, from a pharmaceutical perspective, you can't patent something that you don't. You only know half the information on. Um, you, you know, you can't say, okay, here's, you know, sour diesel, uh, flour, uh, it contains, yeah, you can say it contains X amount of THC, X amount of CBD, whatever, but you're missing a big portion of the picture there. And from a pharmaceutical regulatory perspective, that is, that's, that's a no, that's a no, no. Um, and so that's probably the biggest reason, uh, that being said, uh, there are, pharmaceutical companies out there that are they're attempting to uh create cannabis uh synthetic cannabis drugs uh that are purified compounds and um so there are there there is one one pharmaceutical company that has a patent on uh, uh sativex or sativex which is uh thc uh, a, a THC uh, drug. Then they also have Epidiolex, which is a CBD drug. Uh, and so what they've done is they've created, basically created synthetic versions of these, uh, of these compounds, isolated them, and <clears throat> have uh, basically patented that process and then uh, patented that drug. And so there, it, pharma is attempting to do it. Uh, they just are still trying to figure out how they can do it uh, and uh, whether it will even be successful. Um, and I mean, the way it's been going uh, for this one, the uh, G GW Pharma is the pharmaceutical company I'm referring to. I be believe they're based out of the UK and uh, they've been very successful with it. Uh, but, you know, for example, their, their drug uh, Epidiolex, the CBD drug, I believe uh, that cost, that drug, is, it's effectively just CBD. It costs, I think, around $30,000 a year. 
to receive that drug. Now compare that to walking in to a dispensary or even going online. You don't even have to walk into a dispensary anymore, depending on where you are. Uh, and buying a tincture or a topical cream or a mushroom powder, you know, for $30, $40, $50. And that lasts you, you know, an entire month or more. And so that's, that's what a hundredfold reduction in cost. And a lot of times what you even find, you know, going back to uh, what we were talking about earlier about full spectrum versus isolate, um, that product that you bought yourself ends up being, tends to be more effective than these isolated compounds, uh, which is what the research suggests. And so, um, I mean, again, I, I, I don't know their motivations as to why or why, not, why, they're, why they are pursuing or why they're not pursuing it. Um, I just know that it's, uh, you know, from a high level perspective, it's extremely difficult to get into a uh, natural naturally occurring, naturally growing in the wild plant and take that and try to secure a patent on it. It's, it's extremely difficult to do that. <clears throat> it's just not profitable, as profitable as some of the other projects they're doing, I assume. Yeah, it's very profitable. I mean, their, their, their share price has gone up two, threefold uh, since they've released these drugs. So, I mean, yes, some people are finding success with it, but um, I think that's a very... Uh, and for, fortunately, I think for society at large, um, I think that's a very isolated case. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, that's, that's kind of the beauty of CBD, right? Is it represents, it's part of this larger philosophy of, you know, there is, you don't, you don't, uh, and again, uh, th this is just my personal, personal thoughts on the matter. You don't have to go to the doctor and feel like you need to leave with a prescription for something for anything that's wrong with you ever. You know, there are other ways to go about living your life and, and supplementing your life uh, with naturally occurring uh, products, compounds like CBD um, that can improve that quality of life uh, in similar ways or even better ways in some cases than going and uh, giving yourself a, a... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A prescription drug. Uh, Don, you're, you're muted. Sorry, guys. We got a war zone going on in my house right now. I'm trying to keep it, uh, trying to keep it quiet while, you, while you're speaking. But um, what's, what's interesting about all this is that 
So CBD and THC, it's a compound from the cannabis plant, right? But for years, obviously, THC has been way more popularized than even though it's been in a, in a legal drug, but it's it, it, not not entirely because it, it has been used for medical use, right? Cancer patients, et, et cetera. So, but then they pretty much found out that there's this there's this additional compound in you know um, in the cannabis plant that we're finding has a lot of benefit to it, right? What is what's the, is there any contradictory research right now, or is all the research pointing in one direction? No, I, and that's a good point. Um, there is contradictory research, of course. Um, you know, and that and that speaks to what I what I mentioned at the beginning of the call of. Uh, that this is CBD is not a miracle drug. It's not a, you know, it's not as if, you know, you shouldn't go into CBD and say, oh, I'm going to take this tincture. I'm going to rub this lotion on, on my arm and it's going to fix all my problems. That's just not realistic. Um, there definitely is contradictory research. Um, you know, and again, this is digging into deeper into the technical side of things, um, you know, depending uh, specific, subsets of people uh, have to be very careful with uh, CBD, um, you know, from a genetic perspective, from a contraindication, if they're taking other medications perspective, for example, um, you know, for- uh, I didn't know, I, I, I had no idea about that. I never, I never- Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and this, 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 this population of people that that's relevant for is, is relatively very minimal. But it is still a potential concern. For example, um, a big one is if you're currently taking blood thinners, uh, you do not want to be taking CBD products um, because CBD uh, effectively, it, it, it messes with uh, the enzymes that break down uh, drugs in your body. Um, and the specific, uh, it's, it's a whole suite of enzymes that do this, um, but the specific ones that CBD um, effects uh, has uh, potentially uh, harmful uh, uh, side effects if you're currently and actively taking uh, blood thinners. Uh, so just an example. Um, another example would be uh, if you are, so CBD has been found to be extremely effective in treating um, pediatric, pediatric epilepsy or just uh, epileptic seizures um, people with Dravet syndrome, uh, another, uh, another um, syndrome where you, you experience uh, seizures. Um, it's been found to be extremely effective. And that's, that's kind of what popularized CBD in the first place. I'm sure most people, if they're familiar with CBD, are familiar with uh, Charlotte's Web. And, you know, which of course is the brand that, um, you know, they provided CBD to, to this young girl, Charlotte, who was having, you know, she was having dozens of seizures uh, a week or uh, on a daily basis, pretty much had no quality of life. I mean, how, how can you, if you're just constantly having a seizure all day, um, all of a sudden she started taking CBD products, uh, you know, a tincture under her tongue, I believe, and her seizures went down to, they pretty much went away completely. And so now she can go out to the playground, play with her friends, go to school, you know, li live, a, you know, li have some sort of quality of life. Um, now, with, with in that application specifically for, um, you know, treating seizures, for example, there is a Goldilocks window of, of efficacy 
um, you know, there's a range of efficacy and you need to be cognizant of staying within that range. And that, that range obviously varies depending on each individual, but there have been cases, for example, where people, uh, they start taking CBD to treat their seizures, their seizures start dropping. Um, over time, you develop a little bit of a tolerance uh, to CBD. Um, so they start upping their dose uh, and they keep upping their dose over time. Eventually, they get outside of that window for the, their personal therapeutic range. And all of a sudden, they start having more seizures. And so it's, it, it, it's depend, again, it's, it, it's a very, very nuanced, very nuanced uh, topic. And again, would go much deeper than the time we've got on this call. But just, just to give you a couple examples, it's not, it's not a miracle drug. It's not the end all be all to all problems in the world or all health problems. Um, you know, you do want to, it would, it would be in anyone's best interest to do a little research before just blindly going into CBD, um, particularly if you're somebody that has specific health issues uh, pre-existing. Yeah, because I, I could see there being a problem with any type of substance where people are like, oh, this is really good. Then you're like seeing it in, oh, breakfast cereals, toothpaste, like, like that does happen where like, hey, we're sprinkling it in everything. But I, from what you're saying, it might be good to have somebody help guide you on the precision uh, of using this uh, rather than just, you know, just take it. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely. And um, you know, there are, I, I'm in Colorado. There are physicians who are risking their medical licenses, so to speak. Uh, well, not even literally risking their medical licenses uh, and have stopped their traditional practices and are now exclusively uh, treating people with, uh, you know, epilepsy or other types of um, diseases like this that um, with, with cannabis products. And so if you are somebody who has a pre-existing condition, has some sort of, uh, you know, something serious like uh, epilepsy or Dravet syndrome or something like that, uh, there are healthcare certified healthcare professionals that exist that uh that can help you that would be able to help you uh and would be uh, personally would be the only people i would recommend to help you in in those specific instances uh then uh you know as opposed to just you know as you say derek just going and ordering a product and trying it out for yourself because that that can be potentially dangerous for those or following somebody on instagram (laughs) (laughs) right exactly exactly um that being said for most people most people and i would say most 85 90 percent of people that are just looking for some pain relief or some anxiety relief or looking to help them sleep at night um you're not, you're, you're most likely not going to have an issue. Uh, you know, again, my official recommendation is to consult your healthcare professional, of course, with all of this, but anecdotally speaking, um, you know, most people are not going to have issues just picking up a tincture off the shelf or rubbing a, a topical lotion on, on their arm or on their leg or something. Um, most people are not going to have any issues whatsoever. 
but we but we discussed earlier and we we didn't fully dive into it but all cbd is not created equal i mean you're going into you know specific uh you know uh convenience stores you, you know um and gas seeing, stations you know, <laughs> gas stations you're right. seeing product on the shelf that's going for, for really 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 cheap and i think people out there they're just they don't realize that there's that there's a different quality so someone's trying to get into this right now someone's listening to this podcast and they're like all right this is interesting i want to try it what do you you know what do you recommend as a whole if you're like well you're not, you know not specifically saying you know all right well go get one farm or or or, or not you know not saying that directly, but what are some things that someone should look into when researching a company? Right, right. So, um, yeah, I mean, anybody, regardless of whether you fall into the category of more casual use versus more uh, more therapeutic use, anybody, no matter what demographic you fall into, uh, should be looking for uh, when they're look, you know, let's say you come across a brand, you go to their website, uh, you're looking at their products. Um, you should be looking for things like uh, test results of of the bat of each batch of product. You should be looking for things like, okay, what type of CBD is in these products? Full spectrum, broad spectrum, isolate, for example. Um, you should be looking for whether they list the ingredients that they use in their products. Um, you know whether they um, include information about where they're sourcing their ingredients from, uh, you know, all, you know, all this type of stuff. I mean, uh, it, 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 it's a similar approach to, uh, I'm sure how people go out and, uh, you know, uh, uh, source, uh, supplements and vet supplements, uh, you know, pre-workouts or whey protein or, or something like that. Are they organic certified, USDA organic certified? Um, you know, are they, you know, do they do things like non-GMO or, you know, there's this thing called Leaping Bunny, which is no animal testing, uh, certification that certifies that you're, you don't test on animals. Um, you know, this type of stuff. Is it made overseas? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where, where, uh, that's actually a good point, Derek, is, um, you know, what we find is, um, it's not as uh, just because uh, the price of manufacturing has dropped significantly over the past couple of years, but there was a period of time a few years ago, while the price of CBD per gram was still so expensive, people were sourcing it from China. They were sourcing it from, uh, from Eastern Europe. And what we were finding is um, a massive amount of heavy metals in their products, as well as residual solvents. And so that's, that's something you just don't want to mess with, um, in both of those instances. Uh, and so, you know, uh, an, an, another great question to ask or to hopefully they provide it on their website is, where's all the stuff coming from? Where's the hemp coming from? Is it coming from a farm, you know, in, here in Colorado or in Washington or whatever? Is it coming from overseas? Uh, who does the 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 processing who does the actual extraction of the of the material who does the manufacturing of the finished products is everything done in-house is it outsourced um you know it, all of these types of questions um are extremely relevant uh and extremely important i think ultimately as a consumer um you know if you if you if you're looking to uh you know get the best possible uh product for yourself 
Maybe you're getting it for your family. Uh, maybe you're getting it for your friends, wh whoever you're getting it for. Um, you know, per personally, these, these are all questions that I'd want to have answered before I say, hey, I'm going to go buy this product. I don't know anything about it, but I'm just going to start taking it. Uh, I'd like to, I'd like to have that information before I do that. So, <laughs> well, I know that, um, you know, your, your guys, Instagram page has definitely become a favorite of mine. It's, it's in for those people listening right now, it's one farm by W A A Y B. And the reason for this is I, I always like kind of getting a bit of education on what's going into this product. I mean, I remember you guys just formed a partnership with I think it was Adaptate, was it Adaptations, which is a cinnamon farm in like Kona, Hawaii. It's an organic farm. And, you know, explaining about that was, um, you know, to me was really interesting or which CBD delivery system is right for me. You know, the oil, the soft gels, the topicals, it's like, it's not, you know, your page isn't about some sales you know, and, and marketing piece to like try and sell product. You really, it almost reminds me of the example I gave with, with the company uh, Garden of Life, how the guy went down to so the VP went down uh, to South America to research the organic coffee berry. And that's when I recommend, you know, clients, friends, when you're looking at a product, when you're looking at a supplement, you have to do a deep dive on this stuff. You can't just go and take what some, you know, some influencer online is recommending. Cause I'll, I'll be honest with you, nine out of 10 times, if you ask them, well, how do you know? They're not really going to know, you know, none of them do. Well, it tastes good. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, is it actually doing the job that we are hoping or intending it to do? And um, for, for everyone out there listening to us right now, one farm by W A A Y B. Um, please give it a follow. Taylor, is there any other information on, on the company or you guys that you can pass along to our listeners? Yeah, yeah, just to do a little plug here. So, um, you know, I don't think we explicitly covered in the beginning of the call, but yeah, I, I, I work for One Farm. Um, uh, I do uh, all of our formulations um, and uh, run the lab and all of this type of stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, we, we are, we recognize that uh, you know, all of this stuff that we've been talking about, about, um, you know, having uh, integrity when you're going and offering products to people, uh, getting things like USD organic, um, you know, sourcing your ingredients ethically. These are all things that we're concerned about because we believe we have a responsibility to the consumer, especially in this space, in the CBD space, where it is so wild west uh, still. Uh, we believe that we have the responsibility to elevate the industry from a products perspective, from a branding perspective, from a, you know, whatever perspective you're thinking about um, and, and, and offer these things for consumers. I mean, the biggest, the biggest issue, one of the biggest issues for consumers in this space is, uh, especially in recent years, because the market has become so saturated with brands. I mean, it seems like a new brand is popping up every single day. Uh, nobody knows who's legitimate. Nobody knows who to trust. Nobody knows, you know, it's CBD is still kind of, you know, on the fringe enough where not relatively not a lot of people truly understand what CBD is or what types of questions they should even be asking when they're going to buy a CBD product or uh, you know, any of these other things that we just talked about. And so 
you know, we believe that we should provide all of that for the consumer. And so, you know, that, that's, that's, what, that's what we represent is we source all of our ingredients organically. All of our ingestible products are certified organic. Um, you know, they're all ethically sourced. You know, Don, as you mentioned, we just found a really awesome farm in Hawaii to source our cinnamon from. Right. We, uh, for our mushroom powder, we found a uh, little collective of farmers in the Dominican Republic to source our um, cacao from for our mushroom powder. Um, mm -hmm. you know, things like this. We just found uh, another supplier in Sri Lanka, again, a small uh, supplier uh, to source some of our other ingredients from. And so, um, you know, we re really just believe that um, it's worth the extra cost. It's worth the extra effort. It's worth, it's worth everything. Uh, if it means providing the consumer with the best possible quality product that we can. And the education on it, which I think is so, it's so valuable. I mean, like I said, you don't feel like you're going to a sales page. Well, Taylor, listen, we can't thank you enough. I mean, it's been almost an hour already. I definitely want to get my man, Derek, some product for him to try out because I know he's going to, he's going to absolutely love okay. it. And um, we're going to let you know when, when we post this. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah. I want to get me some free range grass fed cinnamon. Right away. So, yeah. awesome awesome <laughs> thanks guys Derek thank you Taylor thank you I thought that went awesome today I'm super excited to put that up and um you know I'm going to connect Derek right now with um with Victor because I want to try and get him uh, trying some some stuff Derek I think you know you might benefit you're going to benefit from it but also I'm so uh, much older than you I'll need it uh, you're going to need more yeah, if, <laughs> yeah if, if you just give me uh get me somehow your information um i'll send you you know i'll send you a little care package Derek. uh don your package should be getting there today just arrived today just perfect. arrived today perfect. i'm gonna reach out to you and we'll figure out I, I think we already went through the protocol but i'm gonna i'm gonna pretty much start on that i mean i've been doing the mushroom powder in the morning which i really like so i think we said what about 30 do you see 30 or 50 milligrams a day I'm trying uh to yeah between 30 and 50 i mean yeah. again you'll have to kind of play around with it and see what we're okay. in that okay. range yep awesome guys thanks a lot derek thank you taylor thank you and uh thanks, we'll let taylor. you know when this launches awesome thanks guys credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.